We're joined on the line by Alistair Fairweather, who is Chief Technology Officer at Machine, a technology advertising agency. Thanks for your time this morning, Mr. Fairweather. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, this is not a surprise. Many analysts, including yourself, had anticipated, you'd predicted that we would not be ready for this move in time. But what are the implications of missing this digital migration deadline? So the immediate uh, implications aren't all that extreme sounding. Uh, Really what this amounts to is that uh, we will continue using a very messy and old-fashioned way of broadcasting, which is highly disruptive to anyone using the digital broadcasting methodology, uh, and that means that we will start to disrupt the signals of our neighbors, um, so Botswana, Zimbabwe, etc., Namibia. Um, now, through sort of a quirk of geography, we're out at the southern tip of the continent, and uh, we, you know, our bordering uh, nations tend not to be too, uh, too advanced in broadcasting themselves, so we, we should not disrupt them too much, but there's a point at which they, their own signals will start to disrupt ours. Um, also, it's just it's just frankly embarrassing. We agreed in writing uh, with the International Telecoms Union with hundreds of other countries uh, to, to do this switchover for the good of not only ourselves but the planet uh, and, and uh, the economy. And now we've, uh, we've managed to miss it. Well, we haven't missed it yet. We're going to miss it, and we're going to miss it by some, by some margin, uh, much more than the two years that the, that the communications ministry is claiming it's going to take to do the, to do the uh, switchover. So from what you've just said, you know, uh, some of our neighbors, um, they've already complied here. And as some of the MPs and yourself have reiterated, it's kind of embarrassing. But the minister goes on to say that uh, we need to catch up so that we can become the most digitally advanced country in Africa. But why are we lagging behind? What are some of the challenges uh, with digital migration in South Africa and what is causing the delay? Well, so the, the challenges, the real challenges have yet to be faced. That's the real problem for me and why, and why I doubt that two years is, is enough. What we've, done, what we've done is we spent the last close to a decade squabbling um, over every single uh, aspect of this, of this migration. So, and it is in every single, per, every single part of the, of the ecosystem that runs broadcasting in this country uh, has been fighting with every single other part, literally. Uh, the broadcasters themselves have been in a, a turf war over the technology, the, set, the people set, uh, the guys set to manufacture the set-top boxes, and they've been in a war with the broadcasters and with the communications ministry about all kinds of things, pricing, technology, rollout plans, uh, et cetera, et cetera, black economic empowerment. So, and, and this has been going on and on through several, and you know the, minister, the, the ministry in particular has not only split, it's had several, it's had the worst track record for ministries, basically apart from education, in terms of very short stays by ministers, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the real challenges of, of DCT and of, of the migration are to educate millions of people about it, to distribute millions of set-top boxes to people, uh, to induce them to start using these set-top boxes, um, to dual illuminate so that you run both digital and analog signals at the same time to get people used to, in different areas, used to the new regime of broadcasting differently. Um, you know, these are logistical challenges that take years. In America, which is admittedly a much bigger country, but also a much more... Uh, technologically advanced in some ways. It took years. It took five years for them to do this, um, and and people still complained right at the end when they when they actually turned off the the, the analog signals. But that's what that's what happens. You turn off the analog signals, and you haven't completed the migration properly. Millions of people will be out. Will, will suddenly be without the ability to watch television, and those people are most likely to be the poorest and the most um, the most rural people who will suddenly 
you know, be cut off from the rest of the world. Um, you know, and that's, that's what worries me. We're looking at sort of, if we're lucky, three or four years uh, to, get this, to get this done. So what does this mean for our broadcast industry in South Africa in the meantime? Well, in the meantime, it's just status quo. Um, in particular, NASPAS, uh, DSTV, are, I think are very happy about this. They've never really wanted uh, digital broadcasting to go ahead with any speed because it challenges them. Um, so they're, they're sitting pretty. The SABC are essentially in a shambles. They promised to have up to 18 channels um, ready for DTT. Now they've, they've, they've scaled that back all the way to five. Um, that's what Cloudy Mottenang said a few days ago. Uh, ETV are furious because they wanted the set-top boxes to enable them to start selling um, you know, much more high-quality content. Um, so the people that are probably most suffering are the independent broadcasters like ETV, who uh, are, are now kind of in between a rock and a hard place. The people who own the content wanting to broadcast an encrypted signal, they can't broadcast an encrypted signal without set-top boxes. And uh, part of the squabble has been the fact that the government has now decided that set-top boxes won't have encryption. So, you know, it's, a, it's a kind of a mixed bag in terms of broadcasters.